Lord, I thank you, God, for bringing us here today, Father. I pray, God, that you would just be with us, Father God, to and from the beginning to the end. I pray, Father God, that you would just be our strength, our motivation, Father. That we would just give you all the honor and all the glory and everything that we do, Father. I pray, God, that the message would have understanding. That it would have love, peace, Father God. That it would be eye-opening and something to experience, Father. I pray, God, that you would just not allow anything, Father God, to distract us or allow us to get unfocused. But I pray, Father God, everything that is being said would come from your lips, Father God, would would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father God, that you would just use me as a vessel, Father God, to, to speak your word and speak life. I pray, Father God, that you would just surround us everywhere and anywhere that we may be, Father God, with that peace that you bring. Because you are the Prince of Peace, Father God. You are the the ultimate rabbi, Father God. You are the teacher, Father God, in all things. And Father God, you'll never mislead us nor misunderstood us, Father God, but that you'll always give us the answers we need, the direction we need to go in, and the way and the plan to do so. We just thank you, Father, for who you are and what you've done for us. We pray that you would be with us, that you would watch over us, allow our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, our relational health, every single thing that we have, Father God, allow it to grow, Father God, within you. And with each other, I pray, Father God, that we would just have strength, have wisdom, have encouragement. And I pray, God, that you would just forgive us and rid us of any sins that we may carry. That we would repent, change directions, and move forward in your light. We just love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You already know it's the Imperfect Man Podcast. Woo-woo. Man, you know, I miss you guys, bro. It's crazy. We got a lot of stuff going on right now in life. We got a lot of great things going on <clears throat> with your guys' prayers, you know, with the Lord's blessings. Uh, we're moving out, y'all. And uh, as of right now, we got two days left. Um, we get the keys on the 20th to the new apartment. We got a washer and dryer. Like, we, we, the Lord, like, he just hooked us up. We're fully loaded, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just a blessing, man. And I, I really know that. We wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now if it wasn't for the Lord, you know. And uh, I was thinking about it, too. It's like, man, the Lord has called us to do so much more and he wants to give us so much more. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of crazy how if we like just follow his will, how he opens up doors for for us to just do more. You know what I'm saying? Like like little things that have such big impacts on people's lives. Yeah, we don't. We don't take the time to think about it, you know, like even giving to the the needy or like the homeless, you know, and um, I've been thinking like, yo, we we always want to like have this reserve about giving to needy people, right? Or people who are asking for money or change or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, they're just going to buy drugs with it. But it's so crazy because it's like, man, this is something my wife said. My, my wife, she would like give money and and. And one time God was like, yo, give him 10 bucks, right? And uh, she was like, yo, 10 bucks? Like, what the heck? And she said she she kind of felt like God be like, yo, it's not, it's not our place, right? To decide what they do with the money. But it's about being obedient to God's word, you know? And you got to you gotta carry that with you. Like, you know, if you give them what you got, there's nothing wrong with that. But if there's something pulling on your heart to give a little more, then listen. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't really matter. Gosh, like, 
the Jesus, all he did was look out for people in need, you know? And how are we supposed to, you know, be Christ-like, right? We're supposed to be more like Jesus every day, you know? And we're not gonna, we're not perfect, obviously. We're sinners, and that's just part of life. But what's to say, like, doing things like that won't keep us away from sinning more and more? You know what I'm saying? Being in tune with God will open our ears and our hearts to what he's calling us to do. He's calling us to, you know, reach people and, and do things and, and not for for our own glory, but just for his for his glory, you know. And there's a lot of things that I'm really excited about, a lot of things that I want to get going, you know. And uh, I'm just I'm so happy and excited about everything that's that the Lord has put in my heart to do. And, you know, it's just a, it's another way of outreach. You know what I'm saying? It's not about you know, a self-promotion, it's not about self-glory, it's not about any of that, it's not about my business, it's not about nothing, you know, but it's about the Lord's business, you know what I'm saying, I remember I read this thing in the Bible, I believe it was in Matthew, and he was talking, it was in Matthew, or it was in one of the four um, beginnings of the New Testament, one of the four books, I forgot what they're called, they're like the, the, they're all like the same story written different ways, you know what I mean, but he's telling his people, he's like, yo, He's like, whoever, whoever doesn't like know me won't know about my father's business. Meaning like, yo, you guys may love me, but if you don't know who I am, then you don't know what my father wants. Because if you love me and you know me, then you'll know that I want you guys to live this way. I want you to act this way. I want you to be giving. I want you to be loving. I want you to be, you know, something that the that the world needs, you know. It's the world. The last thing they need is another judgmental person. The last thing they need is another, you know, another person like rejecting them or rejecting them. You know what I'm saying? And as you know, as we come, we got to remember how we came to the Lord or, or how we continue to come to the Lord, you know, as sinners. And there's no sin greater than the other. So therefore, there should be no man greater than the other, because the only greatest man there has ever been that only greatest man who ever walked the earth is the Lord, you feel me? And um, I remember I was just, I was just thinking about all that, like, like, we love God so much, but what do we do for his kingdom, you know? Like, it's very important for us to just find things that we can do little, they don't even have to be like, big things. If you give a homeless man a dollar because that's all you got, or you give him a dollar because that's what you just do on the fly, be like, yo, Jesus loves you, bro, and then just give him that cash, you know, or give him what you got to give him, or even just talking to him, or buying him a meal, or, you know, doing him anything, you know what I'm saying? If you got a little extra food in your bag, give him the food, or give him your, give him your drink, you know, like, it don't, it don't matter, the Lord wants us to shine in the dark, right? And, um, that's what we got to do, is we got to let our light shine, we got to keep those candles lit, we got to keep that, the house on the hill, lit you know what i'm saying like there's no reason for us to not be more giving there's no reason for us to not be more loving and and i'm trying to do that more and more and i encourage you guys to do the same you know wherever you may be or whoever you run into you know just be more loving you don't even have to be somebody who's homeless just be somebody who's more loving more less judgmental towards people less like unfocused on what god wants you know because god don't want us to be judgmental he don't want us to be envious he don't want us to be jealous 
but he just wants us to be loving like loving when it comes down to it god gave his only son for us for he said what is john 3 16 he said god for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you feel me it's like he loved us so much that he gave us his only son so who are we to not act out of love who are we to not act out of patience for people who are we to not withdraw our anger when we want to blow up on somebody you know what i'm saying but it's just a beautiful thing you know um it's just crazy man like everything that we have and everything that we own is just materials you know and that's what we get caught up in life we want to do this we want to live like a star we want you know what i'm saying bro i can't be living like a star i'm a dad bro like <laughs> like i'm a dad i'm a husband i'm just trying to be you know, I feel like we get so caught up in, like, life. Like, we get caught up in materials and we get caught up in our lifestyle that we start to lose the characteristic that, that God wants from us. And I was reading the book of Ecclesiastes and it's talking about how everything in the world that this guy, they call him teacher, right? But I, I did a little research and they thought it was um, Solomon, the, the son of David, the son of King David, right? And he's walking around, he's seeing the kingdom, he's seeing the people, and he's like, everything in this world is meaningless. He said, the wicked, he said something like, he said, there's something that I see. He said, I see that the righteous prosper like the wicked, and the whisk, the wicked proper like prosper like the righteous. And you look at it, it's like, man, we may feel like we don't get what we deserve, but we know that in God's timing, we get the greatest gift of all. You know what I'm saying? Eternal life. And it's like, man, if you're in a situation where you're like, man, I wish I had more. I wish I had more. Doggy, don't think about it like you need more, but think about it like you got so much more coming. You know what I'm saying? Like the life that you live, the, the, the right path is not the easy path. But everybody who's doing the easy thing is going to have easy, like easy worldly possessions. But the godly possessions, the godly treasures that we own, they're just racking up in heaven. God's. You know, hey, my good and faithful servant, my good and faithful servant, my good and faithful You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter who's there or who's watching, God's always keeping account of the amazing things that you do for him. You know what I mean? I, I encourage you guys to read it. It says right here, Ecclesiastes 12, 1. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the year, the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark. And the clouds return after the rain. When the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop. When the grinders cease because they are few. And those looking through the, the windows are dim. When the doors to the street are closed and the sound of the grinding fades. When people rise up at the sound of birds but all their songs grow faint. When people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets. When the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along. And, in, and desires no longer is stirred. Then people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is served and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the well, and the dust returns to the ground and came, the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. It's crazy because he's literally talking about what it's going to be like when God comes back for his people. Without even knowing like God's coming back for his people. You know what I mean? Because this was in the Old Testament. So they didn't know about Jesus. They didn't know about. All they had was their faith in God. 
And this man is saying like, yo, all these sounds are going to start to fade one day and everything isn't going to be gravy anymore. Everything isn't going to be, you know, working, coming home, cooking dinner, doing this, doing that. It's not it's not going to be anymore because all those things are going to start to fade away. Right here it says when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades. When people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint. It's like, yo, these people are going to, these people are, the grinders, you know what I'm saying? They're making the wheat or they're making whatever. I don't know what grinders do, but I know it's part of like a, like a, like a food process, right? So it's like, yo, when the grinder sees because they are few, it means like, yo, there was so many more grinders, but now all of a sudden there's just less and less. And those looking through the window grows dim. It means like those who are looking around instead of, you know, having that self, that like, not self, like, not self-pride, but like that self-awareness. Like, yo, the people who are worried about what everybody else is doing and not worried about God's will, when they start to see us go, they're going to be looking around like, yo, when am I going to go? When am I going to get lifted up? When am I going to be seized, you know? says, when the doors to the street cl are closed and the sound of grinding fades. means that grinding that you heard from the grinders is is no longer like God's taking his people. And now all, everything's getting dim, you know. He said the streets are closed. He's closing everything. When, when God takes his people, it's just going to be evil here. It's just going to be, you know, the unjust, the unrighteous. And it's like, it's going to be a free-for-all. It's going to be like a purge, you know. It says when people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint. It's like you hear the birds chirping in the morning and then you hear them chirp, chirp, chirp until they fly away. That's what it's going to be like. You're going to hear us singing songs of praise to the Lord because he's taking us up. And you're going to hear like, Lord, you are glorious, 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 glorious. You know what I'm saying? Like our voices are going to go faint. We're gonna, we're, our, our voices are going to be faint because the Lord is taking us and it's like, that's what we forget to realize it is we live this life not for ourselves but we live it for christ you know what i'm saying that that our bodies have to be his dwelling places our our bodies we have to carry him and i know i've been out i've been out for a little bit a couple days a week or whatever it's been i haven't really like been on it but you know i apologize to you guys and i apologize to the lord i i know there's times i could get up but i'm just so tired man like i'm getting ready to move you know but at the end of the day, I'm just making excuses. At the end of the day, I could be doing more, you know. And uh, we got to remember that it's more important, you know, to take our time with God than it is to take our time for ourselves. And it's not to say that I haven't been in my prayer because I wake up. I started this new thing where I just wake up in the morning. Even if I know I'm not going to get up right away, I wake up, I pray in the bed, I get up, and then I go pray in the bathroom. I pray in the bathroom because that's my war room. That's my war closet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I find my battles. That's where I decide. That's what I've decided in my life that no longer will I be, you know, no longer will I be taking L's and accepting L's because I'm going to fight as best as I can. And no matter who it is or what's around me, there's different, like, everybody has different vibes that they go, that they vibe off of. You know what I'm saying? And, my vibe right now is just praying every day, trying to read my, you know, actually, I, I think I do read my Bible every day. I read my Bible. I've been reading my Bible every day. 
I've been trying to worship God in, in, in praise and songs and hymns, you know, like I'll be playing worship music and I just, I get on my knees and I start praising God or I'll be standing and jumping around like I'm praising God and that's just what we have to do, you know, I, I just, I just don't want to lose my life because I didn't give him enough. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to lose my life because I was on reserve. I don't want to lose my life because I could have done more or I could have gave more or I could have been more loving or more caring. Because in reality, like Ecclesiastes talks about, this life is meaningless, yo. The life that we live is meaningless. The gas prices are going up. The food prices are going up. Everything is just meaningless. Nothing in this life matters. But the only thing that does matter, we seem to push off. The only thing that does matter, we seem to, to put on hold. And um, right here it says, this is Ecclesiastes 3.17. God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. For there will, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. Right there it's saying like, yo... God will remember everything that we've done, everything that was bad, everything that was good. And he's like, yo, there's a time for us to do things and there's a season for us to do things, whether they were good or bad. God knows where, who we were and he knows that before him, before we took him seriously, before we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, before we accepted all those things in our life, that activity for bad was there. Now we can't carry that into our past life. We can't be worried about getting faded, getting drunk, getting, you know what I'm saying? We can't worry about those things. And um, we got to worry about the activities that we're in now. We got to worry about the fight that we're in now. It's like your old opponent, right? Our old opponent was our old selves, right? We're always fighting against ourselves and the devil, right? So our old opponent was ourselves. We were fighting with, you know, whether it was addiction, you're fighting with, lust fighting with anger fighting with with sadness you're fighting with loneliness you're fighting with whatever kept you away from god right maybe it was just you didn't even believe in god but now you do it says there's an activity there will be time for every activity a time to judge every deed saying like god's gonna judge everything that we did he's gonna know at what place and what time and who we were at that moment when we did those things God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. Meaning he ain't, he's not going to hold you, like he's going to hold us accountable. I mean, he's going to hold us accountable for everything that we did. Everything that we did that was wrong, everything that we did was good. And every activity at the point we were in, at the point that we were in that time period or in that moment in life, He's going to know where we were and he's going to know like, yo, you kind of like you kind of read the Bible a little bit and you still chose to do that. And he's going to be like, why? And we got to be honest with him because what are you going to like? God's going to ask us questions and like he already knows the answers. He already knows why we did it. So what are we just going to sit there and lie to him? That's just going to make it worse. But it's about coming clean to him. You know, that's what we got to do. We got to remember that every deed will be brought into judgment. Everything we do will be brought into judgment on that day. And he's either going to say, yo, my good and faithful servant, 
go into the kingdom of heaven. Or he's going to be like, I love you so much. And I gave you so much time. And I gave you so many opportunities. And you kept denying me. You know what I'm saying? It's like Peter. Like Peter denied Jesus three times. But what did he do? He believed in the resurrection. He believed that Jesus was coming back. He believed that God has sent his son for everybody in that whole world. Peter believed that he was the Messiah. He believed that he was the Christ. He believed every single teaching that the great rabbi showed him. And what did he do? He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, I love you, Lord. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, you know I love you, Lord. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. You know my heart. And you know how you know how much I believe in you. And you know how much that I truly love you. And he said, Peter, I forgive you. You know what I'm saying? After after Peter denied him three times, he still accepted him. So who are we to not accept that love? Who are we to not accept what God has for us? You feel me? Every deed will become a part of us. Whether we do it in the dark or we do it in the light. It ain't going to go away. And nobody takes that away from us. God will always remember that. Whether nobody sees it or everybody sees it. As for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Surely, the fate of human beings is like that of animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth so it's like saying like yo god he made us from dust that's what he made the first man out of he made adam out of dust right so we never know where we're gonna go but based off of how we act towards the lord and what we do for his goodwill then we can kind of have a feel of where we're gonna go Nobody knows God's judgment. God is a merciful God, but he's not going to take rejection. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's not going to be merciful in the time of judgment because he's been merciful all our life. You see what I'm saying? And who are we to demand mercy in the last time? You know what I'm saying? Like in the, in the, in the, the last moments of our spirits. Right. Let me tell you how real hell is. Right. You will be burning in fire for the rest of your life, wishing, hoping and wanting to die. And you just can't. You want to find a way out and you can't. You want to live righteous, and you can't. You want to drink a water, and you can't. It's forever torment. I remember back in the day, I seen two videos that changed my perception on life. One was called A Letter From Hell, and the second one was called 
um, listening to the sound of like the earth's crust or something like that. And what they did was they dug all the way until they can. And they sticked a thing. Forgot what it was. Though they sticked a microphone all the way down to where they dug until they couldn't dig anymore. Until like the earth's core. And you know what they heard? They heard screaming and voices of like voices of like pain. Voices of like torture. And they've literally done this. Like they literally dug all the way as far as they could. And you can hear torture in the earth's core. And I've seen this video called The Letter to Hell, A Letter from Hell. And it's about this dude. And he's in this waiting room. And he's looking around. And he doesn't see anybody. Or he sees people I forgot. And he's writing to his homeboy. He's like, bro, why didn't you tell me you went to church? Why didn't you tell me you believed in God? Who is this Jesus that you never spoke about? Where are you? I'm scared. My heart's beating faster and faster. And I'm waiting in this room. More people are leaving and I'm getting called next. I'm scared. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? And it's just, it's so real. That it almost brings me to tears because it's, it's like, bro, like, if your homie could write to you, like, hey, dog, why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Why didn't you tell me I could have changed my perception in life? Why couldn't you tell me that I could have followed him and why I wouldn't be going to this dark place? Why couldn't you tell me I could get through this? Oh, bro. What is your, what is going to be your excuse that you were ashamed to tell your friend? That you were ashamed to plant that seed? That what you think isn't reality really is reality? You guys got to wake up, man. We all got to wake up. We got to realize that the life that this, the life that they perceive in the world is not life at all. The life that they perceive in, in movies and TV shows, it's not life at all. All those YouTube videos that you watch, all those music videos you watch, all the, the TV you watch, the music you listen to that ain't good for you, the, the, the lifestyle that you see around you that you know ain't good for you. There's no true peace in that, bro. There's no true happiness in that. It's just a lot of pain and suffering. And it's a lot of just coping. People don't know how to cope, but they don't want to give up. They know how to cope, right? By going to God. But they know that the lifestyle they live is too fun. They know the lifestyle that they live is not worth it. They know the lifestyle that they live is like, nah, bro, I'll push it off. But what are you going to do when you get into a fatal car accident and you don't make it? How are you going to push it off then? Or what are you going to do if you were to die right now? How are you going to push it off then? You can't push off God, bro. You can't push off anybody. And as your guys' friend, I'm telling you to tell a friend. As your guys' friend, I'm telling you to tell a family member. Like, you got to do more. And you got to push for more. And you got to want to push for more. And you got to want to do, you got to want to want to do more. You feel me? Like, like, who are we? 
We just live in this meaningless life because that's all this life is, is meaningless. Everything that we see in front of us is meaningless. Even me moving, it's meaningless because the only true purpose and meaning in life is to follow God and to love God and do the will of God. God tells us to love our family. So the only core things that really, really matter are God's will, our relationship with him, our dedication to him, and how much we love him, and how much we love the people around us. Because if we don't love them enough to tell them about Jesus, then do you really love them? Do you really care about them? Do you really want them to not burn in hell? Think about it, bro. You ever take a really, really hot shower? Or you ever turn the shower on and the hot the water's really, really hot? It's unexplainably worse. The feeling is will never go away. Your skin will be like a sunburn with fire burning your sunburn. Pleading to just want to be set free. And you just can't, man. You just can't. There'll be no escaping. Final verse. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. Now all has been said. Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all of mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Every deed that we do, every feeling that God puts on our heart, or every way he tries to pull us and tug us to, he's going to remember it. He's going to tell us about it. And he's going to ask us why. Why didn't you do it? Why did you do it? How come you did this? Do you love me? Do you love them? Do you love yourself? Do you care about what I told you? Do you care about the feelings that I gave you? Do you care about the emotion that I make you feel? Because the Lord doesn't make us feel angry towards people. But it's the meaningless life that we live that we feel angry towards people. I was thinking about it today. I got my son out of the car. And he ran. And I seen a car. And I thought my son was going to get hit. He was not even as far as like I thought he was. And he wasn't as close as I thought he was. But that feeling still came to mind. What would I do? And the first thing that came to my mind was like, yo, whoever was driving, I would just pull him out of the car and just kill him. I would grab my son, be like, yo, like, Papa, wake up. Papa, wake up. Son, son. And I would pull that person out of the car and I would kill them. 
my mind is like, God, how could I not feel this way? God, what else am I supposed to do? And then he reminded me, you got to have peace. You got to remember that that's not your place. I'm just supposed to forgive him. Yes. He just killed my son. Forgive him. Because I gave my son for the ultimate price. It's like, man, you got to really think like. You could go through a lot of hardships in life. But the way you react to them. That's how you show your faith. You can go through a lot of sin in your life. But if you're not finding it off every day. That's how you're showing God. That's how much you show God that you care about him. It's like, yo, I'm sinning, I'm sinning, I'm sinning, and I don't want to sin, but I'm not doing anything to stop it. I'm not getting on my knees crying out to God to stop it. I'm not in my word, I'm not in my word, reading my book, carrying my sword with me to stop it or to even fight it off. But I pray and I ask him to take it to sin away. I don't get on my knees, but I say it in my head. How much do you really love yourself compared to how much do you really love God? Are you willing to die for God? Are you willing to give up this meaningless life for him? In some aspects in life, yeah, there's things that we can do that'll never, ever happen. But we know that we would have a sinful reaction to him. Right? And I guess we can't say never ever happen. Because anything can happen in life. As long as it's God's will. Things that we think will never happen. I guess I could say. But that's not to say that they won't happen. My son would have got hit by the car. What would happen to me? I'd go to jail. I'd go to prison for killing somebody with my bare hands. Why? Because I, there's still a part of me that don't let go. There's still a part of me that is a sinner. Right? Because I'm not perfect. But I slowly see it fade. And my friend, that's all you can do. Is follow God, live for Him, and you'll start to see your sin fade. Everything that holds you back, if you stay committed and stay true to His Word, stay committed to this book right here, stay committed to your prayer life, and have a real prayer life, have a real relationship, have real intimacy with Him, then my friend, everything will fade, and you'll start to see the importance in life. You'll start appreciating your wife for who she is, what she looks like, what she does, how she acts, how she speaks, how she carries herself. You'll start to appreciate your kids more, your home more, your life more. 
Why? Because everything else is meaningless. The car you drive, meaningless. The cash you have, meaningless. The clothes you have, meaningless. The jewelry, meaningless. The sin you have, extremely meaningless. The sooner we realize that the life that we live is meaningless, the sooner we can get on track with God. Because we're not supposed to live for ourselves, but we're supposed to fear God and keep His commandments. Because that is what we've been put here on earth to do. Because He would bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or bad. So are you going to listen to the shepherd? Are you going to stray away? You know what I'm saying? It's so hard, bro, to live life sometimes. But it gets easier with God. Why? Because we're no longer living. But it's Him who lives within us. And I've never really got that. But I get it right now. It's the more that we live like him, it's the easier life will be. The easier we can brush things off. Somebody gives us a bad attitude, bad customer service, you know, somebody's just trying to pick on us or mess with us or just make our job a little harder that day. The more we carry ourselves like God, the easier it is to just not even pay attention to those things. But to just bless those people. Because who are we, right? We, we're not famous. We're not anybody crazy. We're just people. We're the laborers in the field, right? We're no kings. We're no queens. We are God's people, right? Finding our way to the promised land. But we but we got to remember, are we going to fight to get into the promised land and trust God? Or are we going to be like the Israelites, run scared and wait 40 years in the wilderness? You feel me? He brought us to the land of milk and honey. Now are we going to realize that the milk and honey is a lot sweeter with God than the meaningless, blameless, than the meaningless and sinful world that stands next to it. It's like you see a good apple, right? You're like, dang, that looks good. God's like, don't eat it though. It may look good. It may sound good. It may even taste good. But it's poison. Let me give you these apples instead. Let me give you these characteristics. Let me give you these guides. Every day we got to choose the right apple. Because every day we don't. 
We start losing trust in God, losing trust in our faith, losing trust in everything that we've worked so hard to gain. You ever wonder, like, about those people who just became one-hit wonders, right? There's people who became one-hit wonders. What did they do after that one hit? Did they invest their money or did they go broke? It's like we're one hit wonders and God's going to carry our career and carry our blessings or we're going to do it our own way and lose everything. You feel me? Who's managing your career? Who's managing your life? Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all of mankind. For God will bring every deed and judgment. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So my friend, are you gonna be doing good or are you gonna be doing evil? Just live blessed, brother. Live a life worth living. But remember the true life. And remember that this life ain't worth living. But the life that is to come, that's the life worth living. I love you guys, man. I thank you guys for tuning in. I give all glory to God. Without him, I am nothing. This is his platform. This is this is his message. I'm just a vessel and a tool that he uses. And I pray for every single one of you in every nation, every country, every state, every county, every city, everything. I pray that you guys just live for him live righteously live full on the spirit of god thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for always paying attention i pray god would be with you guys and that he would carry you through any difficult time and remember that everything that's in front of you everything that you drive everything that you wear everything in this world is meaningless but the one purpose we have is to serve God. Don't forget that. Peace. Love you guys, man.